Hello, Royal Community. Welcome to this week's episode of Keeping Up with Windsors. We've had a lot of new listeners lately, and if you are a new listener, thank you so much for joining us over on Keeping Up with Windsors. If you are listening on Spotify, we would love it if you would give us a five-star rate and if you would subscribe to the podcast. And if you are listening on Apple, if you could leave us a five-star review and also subscribe because that really helps boost us in the algorithm so more people get to join the Royal Community with us. So let's get on with today's episode. Grand fanfare welcome to our podcast, Keeping Up With The Windsors, dedicated to the royal family. Each episode will be crowned to the rafters with opinions, news and commentary on the comings and goings of the family of Windsor. With your hosts and royal fangirls, Rachel Andrews and Michelle Thole. So grab yourself a cuppa, straighten up your tiara, shine your knighthood, round up your corgis and and let's let's keep up with the Windsors. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Keeping Up the Windsors. I'm Rachel. And I'm Michelle. Rach, guess what? Oh no, Shell. I know. I, Royal Community, just want to let you know right now, I am in bed recording this in my duvet cover. I've got COVID and... Um, again. <laughs> again, it's the second time for me. I mean, any second time COVID people out there, send us over a message and let us know. So if I cough or anything in between this podcast, I'm going to try and do my best. Um, but this isn't the episode we wanted to record. We had so much info to talk to you about, but I, my voice is just not going to do it. So we're going to keep this nice and short today. Um, and we're going to leave out Charles and Camilla in Wales and we'll talk all about them next week but we do have a bit of Camilla news coming up so stay with us um Rach how are you doing this week yeah good I have still not had Covid (laughs) yay for me (laughs) I know I think you must be a carrier you have to be a carrier because I must be yeah because I must be everyone's got like everyone I know recently have got Covid apart from you (laughs) (laughs) I'll probably get it and I'll be like it's all because of you Cheryl you said I didn't have COVID <laughs> no I hope you stay healthy I really do hope you stay healthy yeah. so Royal Community out there if you are um, not very well um, I send lots of well wishes to you because I'm feeling it myself but uh, what's coming up on this week's episode Rach? So we've got Camilla a lovely new photo taken by the Duchess of Cambridge William and Catherine have been attending Wimbledon and a polo match and then Shell. The Sovereign Grant Report has been released for this year. Yeah, it has, hasn't it? And uh, it's always a contentious one, isn't it? The Sovereign Grant. I remember us talking about it last year, but we will go into a bit detail because actually we've had a bit more information about it. And it's interesting to see what our thoughts are about it and also what your thoughts, Royal Community, are about the Sovereign Grant. So let's get straight into Camilla then. What's happened? The Duchess of Cornwall, who celebrates her 75th birthday this month, um, is guest editing a special edition of Country Life magazine. Yeah, I mean, were you quite, uh, what's the word, surprised when this got announced? I'd heard of it a few weeks ago, actually, and it had been reported on, and that there's actually going to be a documentary, which is coming out next week as well. You joke, I didn't know about the documentary. Yeah, it's it's on ITV at nine o'clock on next Wednesday, and it's called Camilla's Country Life. Wow, and what a country life she has. <laughs> Well, we saw it, didn't we, in the photo that was released. She was at her house in um, Wiltshire, Raymill House. And the front cover for this magazine was actually shot by the Duchess of Cambridge herself. Wow. I mean, multi. we always know Catherine's multi-talented. But, I mean, the picture is actually stunning, isn't it, of Camilla? I think it's one of the best pictures I've seen of Camilla. She's captured her in such a natural light. 
And I, I think it's one of the most loveliest photographs that I've seen of her. Hang on, Rach. Are you saying this picture is better than a, a Chris Jackson picture of, of Camilla? <laughs> <laughs> I just think the environment that she's in, because she's in her own home, she's in her garden. We've not seen all of the photos yet. Obviously, when it comes out next week, I'll be buying a copy. Yeah. Um, so I'll report back for all community. But um, I just think, you know, she's more relaxed. And because she knows Catherine, it's really testament to their relationship. And Camilla actually asked, she commissioned Catherine to take these photographs of her. I love it. And I actually agree with you. I think this is one of the best pictures I've ever seen of Camilla. And especially like, this is going to be the front page. That must be really nerve wracking for Catherine to know this is going to go on the front page of a magazine. Well, she has bought a book out show, hasn't she? (laughs) Let's not forget, hold still. Which obviously wasn't about Catherine herself, but she still had a photograph of herself in there, didn't she? Yeah, I, I think, you know, seeing this and talking of the documentary, um, Camilla's actually been working on this issue for the past six months. Yeah. Six months, you know, it's a long time. I personally have never read Country Life magazine, but I think maybe I'll be a bit of a convert. I've got to say, I think this is right up your street, you know, Rach, uh, Country Life magazine. Yeah, I love a bit of the countryside, me. <laughs> wonder what's in there like I wonder what's in the magazine like what are they going to talk about well we'll we'll see obviously from the documentary but from the clips of the documentary that I've seen um it's following her on her engagements and Prince Charles engagements and I think she's actually written a piece about him and in the clip she actually says it's quite nerve-wracking writing a piece on your own husband that other people are going to be reading I wonder what she's going to write about Charles it's going to be very interesting I think whatever it, you know she's obviously going to paint him in a good life I can't wait to see in this documentary the behind the scenes because from the clips they're obviously from her house and from inside the residences where they actually live I can't wait to see how they decorate well let's put it this way I mean I'd like a house never mind they've got like a selection of houses I'm like can I just please live in one for one weekend I'd love to do that I guess what I mean when I say I wonder what's going to be in there is I wonder what else they talk about country life like the British like bird species or something like what else is in this magazine I mean it's going to be intriguing I think it's going to be things like recipes you know we've had before Camilla likes to bake doesn't she Mm. and when she was on the judging panel for the um platinum pudding wasn't she yeah she was um, yeah, I think, you know, it's just going to, and she's horses. Maybe it's a piece about, I don't know, Shell. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you buy it, you'll be able to tell, tell us. Yeah, it comes out next Tuesday. But going back to the actual photograph, Catherine is fast becoming the official royal family photographer, isn't she? And I'm living for it. Bring it on, is what I say. I mean, it's going to save them a bit of money. We're going to talk about the sovereign <laughs> grant later, but it'll save them a bit of money. <laughs> I think it was lovely. I thought I thought she looked very relaxed. Um, and also, what a wonderful picture to celebrate 75 years. I mean, it's this month she turned 75. Let's put it this way. Some people think of, like, the age 75 as, like, past it. Like, you just... You just retire. She's not retired. She is completely still in the prime of her life. She is like making waves. And not only that, she's making a massive difference in this world with the work in which she's doing at the age of 75. She's not past it. She isn't over the hill. She's thriving right now. And especially with the way in which the PR is around her, getting her ready for this queen consort role coming up. I think she's on fire. She really is. So as I said, the documentary and the magazine will be out next week. So we'll report back and let you know what we think. 
Okay, so let's now move on to the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. Shell, they made an appearance at Wimbledon. We was all waiting for them, wasn't we? Yeah, but the thing is, right, I had a bit of um, intel, which I don't think I've ever told you this, Rach. My friend lived around the corner from Wimbledon, and she basically sent, sent me a message going, oh, I think uh, William and Catherine at Wimbledon today because I saw all their security and I know exactly how they come in from the security. So they have two... Uh, motorbikes that come through to clear the road then they have like a a, tr- uh, a lead car and she said that William was actually driving Catherine to Wimbledon so Aww. that's a bit of intel for you and I said next time they go because I'm sure they'll go for the uh for the final, the final get yeah. some footage so we can pop it on <laughs> to Kofi or Instagram like definitely do that <laughs> so uh yeah keep your eyes peeled also a little note about Kofi even if you're not a member of our Kofi membership or even if you don't want to donate still head on over there because there's lots of real content over there for you um yeah so just a little thing about Kofi and if you want to support us feel free it's four pound or six bucks um and uh, you could either be part of the membership or just do a one-off but yes yeah, thank you for everyone who's over there on Kofi and I just thought I'd mention that actually because if we do have any footage of them going to Wimbledon from my friend fingers crossed you'll get us some <laughs> I'll pop it up on Kofi. Brilliant. So Catherine is patron of the Lawn Tennis Association. And earlier in the week, we saw her parents, um, Mike and Carol, didn't we? And then we saw them on the day that Catherine and William appeared. And then it was announced in one of the tabloids, oh, that's the day they're going to be there. And I was like, yeah, okay, I don't believe anything until I see it. And then literally 10 minutes later, they was there. Yeah, but Royal Community, every day, Rachel's been messaging me going, I think it's today. I think they'll be there today. And then they weren't like, oh, um, oh I think I'll be tomorrow. I think I'll be tomorrow. <laughs> so when they, when they actually turned up, I was like, yay! More for Rachel than the Royals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So I actually put a reel up on our Instagram at Keeping Up The Windsor's Pods and there was a clip of them arriving at the Royal Box and Catherine saw her mum and dad there and she gave them a, she blew them a kiss and she gave them a little wave and I just thought that was so lovely. You know, I mentioned this last year when they were at Wimbledon and I'll mention it again because I think it's really important. One thing I love about Wimbledon engagements in particular is even though William is higher ranking than Catherine, he lets her shine. And she really does shine in Wimbledon. The, the amount of respect for Catherine when she goes to these events is astronomical. And when she, when you see her in interviews, it's always Ka- uh, William in a supporting role. And I love the fact that Catherine is now able, with all of the, you know, she's been in the royal family now for more than ten years, to take on that um, that power, if that makes sense, the um, the accolade that comes with the patronage, and really support the event Wimbledon. And that's something that I really love and I see it all the time when uh, they're together. And I just love seeing them at Wimbledon because it really does show the level of respect within their relationship. Because we, you know, you hear the rumours, oh, they're going to get divorced, they're doing this, they're doing that. You know, there's always going to be those types of rumours because people need to sell newspapers. But you see them and they just look so strong and respectful towards each other. Yeah, I, I think, you know, when they're attending these sort of events, they're more relaxed, aren't they? You can tell that. And you can see that they actually really enjoy it. And there was actually um, on one of the matches, they watched um, the Brit Cameron Norrie. Yeah. And um, there was, you know, it's quite nail biting because this was, you know, his, his chance to get through to the semifinals. And there was a clip of William... <laughs> He was going. Oh, is this the one where where you just about to swear? Yeah. He goes, no, no, no. And then he says, F, you know what I'm going to say. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 F. And 
just like, oh my God. But the funniest thing is, you see how fast the camera panned away from him. Like, yeah. oh no, he's going to say a swear word. And I love this. It's like so human. And, you know, we forget, you know, we put them on a, a royal pedestal. They are human beings with real human emotions and they're invested. They're invested in those tennis players. So yeah, I just, and honestly, that made me just laugh out loud when I saw that. I loved it. Hey, Rach, have you noticed that William's got a bit of a tan? Where did he get that from? Well, I think, Shell, they went on maybe a little trip um the other week but I put this on our Instagram and I'm not I'm we're not the only ones that are thinking this shell because I don't know what it is but William's looking quite um <laughs> quite good lately <laughs> with his dad dancing yeah but I'm just like oh like I can see what Catherine sees in him <laughs> I, I I always well I did have a crush on William when I was like 15 because he went through that like Leonardo DiCaprio kind of curtains face the floppy hair yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah as he's got older he's kind of just I just respect him more rather than fancy him fancy yeah him. <laughs> yeah you know I respect our future king <laughs> but <laughs> The thing is, though, we've got conflicting information, as usual, because we've got moments where people are like, they're spending the first week uh, going moving house, and then are they going on holiday? Where do you get the town from? And remember when they went to Jordan, and we didn't even know they were going to Jordan until we saw that pap shot. So it could be, it could possibly be they did go on holiday. So the private schools, the majority of the private schools in the UK break up for their summer break this week. So obviously we've seen them at the tennis and hopefully, I mean, we will see them, especially Catherine at the weekend for the finals. But um, I think they're, they're getting in on the engagements now, Shell, before the... Uh, the royal drought starts because I know, I know. Once, once summer hits that's it we don't see them until September do we normally no and it has been a full-on week for royal info although I have to say I'm gonna just call it out right now I'm so annoyed that we haven't had any princess Anne information this week but we have over on the twitter we have but they just don't normally put it up on the instagram i know it annoys me because she's doing so much great work over in northern ireland and it's just not getting mentioned so that's really annoying me to be honest but that's my royal gripe i will move on (laughs) (laughs) where else did we see them rach so then shell not only were they at wimbledon the next day they was off to the polo yay now this obviously isn't just you know a good old polo match they're actually it's a charity event isn't it yeah so William was playing in the outsourcing royal charity cup and he was there in aid of um, charities that he supports so these charities include Centerpoint, Family Action, Phil's in Trust and there's a few more that we've linked in the show notes so if you wanted to check out those charities head on over. Catherine was there to cheer him on show and they brought their dog Orla with them. Oh my goodness isn't Orla just adorable? Oh I love spaniels a spring of spaniel is just so cute and this made me think and a lot of people were mentioning this on the socials is that because they bought Orla does this mean that they have now moved to Windsor because this was taking place at Windsor wasn't it and you know we've been speculating this for last year are they moving are they not moving um and I think possibly in the next two weeks we will have concrete evidence that they have in fact moved um at the moment it's still a speculation isn't it yeah until we see those u-haul lorries (laughs) I know I know (laughs) tell me about it what I love the most is I saw a Chris Jackson you know our favorite role photographer saw a, a photo taken by Chris Jackson of Catherine and the horse that I think possibly won, you know, and she was like, um, like you could just scared show. Yeah, but she's allergic to horses, isn't she? It's like me when I'm when I'm around cats because I'm allergic to cats, and 
I love cats, but I'm allergic to them. So I keep my distance, but I also appreciate them and respect them. And I think this, <laughs> this kind of like embodied how I felt about cats versus, you know, how Catherine feels about horses. And it's so interesting because you mentioned about that bird last week in last week's <laughs> episode. And then you picked up, you put the picture up on Instagram and I was, I never laughed so hard at the picture <laughs> of the bird. Oh, so yeah. It was a massive bird, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's when Charles went to the, uh, the sanctuary, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway long story short it, it sometimes a picture does say a thousand words and the fact that she's there at the polo speaks volumes really for the support for not only William but the charity because it's for their charities isn't it yeah absolutely and um Catherine congratulated William with a kiss which was of course picked up on camera and this you know excited all the royal community out there us us included didn't it because we don't really get to see public displays of affection from William and Catherine because of the roles that they are in and but I think when they are more relaxed and in a setting like this they are probably more themselves and they're not the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge in inverted commas they are William and Catherine I think people give that um, criticism to them quite a lot but they are working it's not as if you would like kiss your husband whilst you're in work <laughs> so I think like you say it's because it's a bit more relaxed and that's what I loved when they went and I, I you know again I, I mention this all the time but it's one of my favourite moments of Catherine and William's relationship at the Olympics in 2012 where they were like really cuddling and kind of like really cheering on team GB that for me was just amazing we see these moments don't we we know they are a loving family we know they're connected but we don't get to see it all the time because they're in their role duties and this was one of those moments we're like yay so i think to be honest we've we've had the cambridges serving this week they really have (laughs) they really really have but as as we say you know they're they're giving us all the content now and then they're gonna go away for a few months and (laughs) yeah we'll be like okay what do we do now (laughs) what do we do now All right, so we're going to move on to um, a very serious matter of the Sovereign Grant. I thought for everyone who's new to Keeping Up the Windsors, we've already done an episode, a big episode last year on the Sovereign Grant. But I thought I'd just kind of give you a little overview. And I got this from the Royal Family website about what the, the Sovereign Grant actually is. It's the funding provided to support the official duties of the Queen and maintain the occupied royal palaces. It also includes a dedicated amount to fund the 10-year resurfacing of Buckingham Palace, a major overhaul of essential building services, including electric wiring, pipework, boilers and generators. So that's what the Sovereign Grant is. So what have we found out about the Sovereign Grant this week, Rach? The Sovereign Grant this week revealed that spending was a staggering £102.4 million, which was an increase of 17% last year. There's many reasons why that's gone up. But what else have we found out from the Sovereign Grant report this week? So over 2,300 engagements were carried out by working members of the family. And the report showed even methods of transport, um, which included, for example, the Queen's trip on the Royal Train to the G7 leaders' reception, costing £31,796. Does that include, like, the security and stuff? Because that can't just be the train. No, security is not included in the grant. Security is maintained by the Metropolitan Police. So what I don't understand here is what are they putting in the train, like gold nuggets rather than coal? (laughs) Like, what's going on? I mean, maybe it's not even a coal train. Maybe it's electric. Who knows? What I'm saying is, what what actually costs £31,796 to get to Cornwall? Yeah, like, 
like you said, like what is on this train? And also this train is not in use by members of the public. It is purely for use by the royal family. So if it's not being used for security when the Queen's attending an event like this, like what you said, like how, how is it costing that much money? Like it gives you the report of how much it costs, but it doesn't actually say why it is costing that amount. Yeah, because sometimes these figures for me personally, they're, they're staggering. Like, for instance, for me to get to Cornwall in my car with the rising costs, I know rural community, we're all feeling it, the rising costs of, you know, petrol, diesel, gas, whatever, um, it would probably cost me about £200, right, back and forth. Yeah. If I got the train, it cost me about £250 back and forth. It might even be less than that, but I know I'd have to get a few trains. That markup is just staggering, even at royal standards. Yeah, I know. And also, the most expensive trip was the Cambridge's Caribbean tour, which cost £266,000. That's the price of someone's house. And they went to the Caribbean for like, what, a week? Yeah. Was it a week? I think it might have been less than that. Is that just the, the airfare to and from? Or is that everything all, all included? No, that's that's everything. That's, you know, all this. Don't forget as well, when we're talking about the money, it does include the cost of all the people that work for them as well. Because the main, the majority of the money, the big chunk of the money went to the resurfacing of Buckingham Palace. And that was actually £50 million over 50 million pounds spent on that but when you took that away the most amount of money that is spent from the sovereign grant is to the people that work for them everyone from high up to you know the queen's private secretary to their cleaners for example that includes absolutely everyone the the grant actually says the private secretary to the queen his salary is two hundred twenty-five thousand pounds a year i'd do it would you do it i'd do it i'd so do it two hundred twenty-five thousand a year i'd do it me please i think as well the queen would be amazing to work for she'd be so respectful and just like she knows what she wants but then you have got a deal I, I think as well you know it's one of those jobs where you never have probably have a proper day off you're always on it is your life isn't it it's your life and we think of them working for the queen for instance but he probably has a lot to do with he probably has to liaise a lot with Clarence House and Kensington Palace yeah I'm not you know yeah. being like yeah yeah it's 225,000 pounds <laughs> it's, it's a large amount of money that's you know how can cost that much here in the UK that's a staggering amount of money but I don't think it would be an easy job yeah I I agree with you there so how much does that actually like cost the average person in in Britain so on average it costs the UK taxpayer £1.29p and which to be honest I think is quite good value for money yeah I mean I I don't know do you know what it's interesting isn't it because I think so too I love the royal family I think they bring in so much more revenue than £1.29 per person it wouldn't be as much had the refurbishments need to happen in Buckingham Palace and I think don't forget the thing with Buckingham Palace is it you know it played a massive part in the Jubilee this year didn't it massive absolutely huge Uh, it was the backdrop wasn't it yeah it was it was the backdrop and you know we've heard reports before when Charles becomes king he would like to open more rooms up in the palace i say open them all up open them all up <laughs> i want to see inside the queen's bedroom i don't roll community <laughs> i do <laughs> but it is one of those um places because obviously it's a working palace you know the queen used to physically live there but now she doesn't she lives in windsor majority of the year it's closed you can't go in there the only time it's open normally is during the summer 
we're going there at the end of this month for an exhibition to do with the Jubilee. But I think that only lasts until September, October time, if I'm correct. I say open it up all year round. Just go for it. That's what I mean. Because then surely that brings in more revenue because, you know, the one thing is tourists come to the UK and they go to London. What do they want to see? Buckingham Palace. That's one of the main tourist attractions that we have in London. Although we've mentioned this before, it's got astronomically more expensive than it used to be. And that's the reason why we're not going all the because we used to go every year, but like now it's like Yeah. But also Royal Community, if you've been in Buckingham Palace like me and Michelle have, you will know how outdated it is. And I know that sounds really, you know, because it is this palace that's hundreds of years old. But when you go in there, I can see why they're spending the money on things like electricity, because it's not been updated since war times. And when you go into some of the rooms, you know, they don't have like air conditioning and things like that. It's really stuffy and they've got a bit of a smell to them, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> it's like that must that musty smell, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, do you like when you go to a museum? It kind of smells a little bit like that. Yeah, because they these these rooms are closed up majority of the year. I mean, today I've actually seen William doing investitures in the throne room at Buckingham Palace. So, you know. That room is used quite a lot now that, you know, we're coming out of the other end of COVID. Investitures would normally take place at Buckingham Palace rather than Windsor Castle. And it's just great to see that, you know, these this historic building is being used and it's not just being shut away because we would love if more people, if it was more accessible for more people. I couldn't agree with you more. And I'm really looking forward to going back there. Where is it? It's the end of July, isn't it, we're going? Yeah. The thing we have to mention here is... It's important, this sovereign grant, because it, it actually brings transparency. It brings transparency to yeah. all family finances because we as taxpayers do fund uh, some parts of the royals, but also the royals do actually gain profit from these things. And having that transparency just brings a lot more, even though we're having this conversation and to me, nearly £32,000 get the Queen to Cornwall which is what about 300 miles away from London if you put it that way it might even be less I mean I'm literally just taking this from the top of my head is just a bizarre amount of money it is absolutely when when at the moment there are people in food banks and I get why people then would say why are we having to pay for the royal family yeah and Charles and the Queen they both pay taxes so it's not like everything they get, they keep in, they do pay taxes and that's in, that's voluntary tax that they pay. They, I don't think back in the day before the sovereign grant was released, because it's only, I think it was 2011 that the sovereign grant was actually recorded. Before then, you never knew what the money was actually spent on. And this is why it's so important to have this. It just takes away the guessing game of how are they so rich? How are they this? Uh, we know how they make their money. And we also know how much they pour into the government with paying taxes and the, you know, and the businesses they have and what that brings to the economy. So it's a bit of a symbiotic relationship, isn't it? With the fact that they scratch our backs, we scratch their backs. Yeah. And I think it's also important to note that um, Charles, his income actually covers William and Catherine. Yeah. So William and Catherine don't have like they don't own land or you know they have their personal wealth William inherited uh, money from Diana when she passed away but William and Catherine's majority of their money so even things down to like what they wear their clothes especially for royal tours it all comes from Charles and um he's Duchy of Cornwall and again I think that would have also connected to uh 
Prince Harry and the Duchess of Sussex, but that has changed since, hasn't it? So yeah, right. Um, let's let's just put it out there, right? Do you think the royal family are good value for money? Yes, absolutely. I really do. But again, Shell, I'm a royalist. We're royalists, so we would say that. I am a royalist, but I still think it's astronomical to pay £32,000 to get the Queen to Cornwall. I think it's absolutely disgusting. Yeah, I know. And that's what I mean. Like when I was reading, I actually read, not thoroughly, but I did read the report and the breakdown. It was just crazy. Like, because when you look at, say, for instance, the transport, they break it down into um, like helicopter rides, plane rides, train rides. And it, it's just crazy that like, a helicopter ride from London to, I don't know, somewhere like Cardiff costs about £15,000. And it's like, how? I don't understand how it costs that much. I really don't. I still don't get it. Yeah. And then you've also got to think of when they're travelling from their homes in London to places like Norfolk. So, for instance, the Cambridges go from Kensington Palace to Amina Hall. They always go by helicopter, right? So in that case, they are in their private time, but then they're still using the royal helicopters. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting, isn't it? It's just, it's mind boggling. I like, I understand they're not normal people. They need that extra pr- protection, security, um, privilege in a sense. You know, they need to get places really quickly. The amount of engagements they do is absolutely just mind blowing. I understand all that. But then when you look at the figures, you're like, oh yeah I think I could I could probably get that cost down a little bit (laughs) (laughs) but he's saving excellent Martin Lewis and get that cost down I'm sure (laughs) oh gosh what do you think royal community do you think the royals are good value for money do you think the 32,000 pounds to get the queen from a to b is a good use of the money that they have let us know over on Instagram. Come on over to Kofi. Let us know over on there. And you can also email us, keeping up with the Windsors pod at gmail.com. We're also on YouTube, keeping up the Windsors. And head on over because all of our Platinum Jubilee videos are now up. They're all live. Two of my favorite videos are up now the Platinum Party at the Palace and also the Platinum Jubilee pageant. So head on over and watch those. If you're listening on Spotify, please don't forget to give us a five-star rate and also subscribe. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you can also leave us a five-star review and also subscribe, because that really helps boost the algorithm and gets more people listening to Keeping Up The Windsors. Yeah, and if you just know somebody who loves the Royals, send them our podcast, because it'd just be lovely to have more Royal community join together and have extend the conversation the conversation about whether the royals are worth the money (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for listening hopefully i won't have covid next week (laughs) fingers crossed fingers crossed fingers crossed we'll see you on our next episode of keeping Keeping up up with with the the Windsors. windsors